Hi, this is Jack Tester, and welcome to another edition, another episode, another session here of Leadership Lounge. I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's March, and it is snowing pretty bad outside. I'm looking outside at a snow shower, but across from me is Lynn Coughlin from Shreveport, Louisiana. How you doing, Lynn? I'm doing very good, Jack. You are here to attend a uh, financial management class. I am. It's been great. Good. Well, I'm glad. The very first one we've ever had, mm-hmm. and uh, you came up here. But uh, me and you go way back. I was your business coach back in 07 when you joined Nexstar, if I remember right. That's correct. You know, so we worked together one-on-one for a while, and you got a good story, Lynn. And uh, we were sitting here laughing because you know, we're friends, and we're kind of cutting up and making fun of each other. And, I, you know, and some of your lessons were quite a few years ago, but they've still relevant today, and then you've had some important things go on recently. So I'm going to tell your story. I want you to tell your story. Is that okay? Sure, sure. All right. So tell us about, uh, you know, your business. Uh, let's, let's, let's kind of set people up what it, the business is like right now, and I'll, I'll take you back in time. Okay. Okay, so uh, tell us about Linair right now. We're probably 99% of all retail HVAC install and service, uh, $1.7 million, uh, and uh, I think 12 people running six trucks, I think. Okay. And good environment, good culture. Yeah. Um, nice profitable business. You're doing well. Yeah. It's, um, it's a big, big difference from when we first joined Nextstar. So we're comfortable with it, but we feel like we have a lot of growth yeah. just within, you know, our existing customer base and everything that we haven't really got into yet. Well, we're going to come back to today in a minute, but I want to go back in time because this is not, you know, so often in these, in these podcasts, I'll do a, uh, I'll talk to somebody that's went from two to thirty million dollars, and you joined Nextstar. And, and what were you doing the 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 year you joined Nextstar? How much revenue were you doing? Two point eight million. So you went from two point eight to one point seven over a twelve year period. Well done, Len. Yeah, no, thanks, Jack. <laughs> no. Great leadership. Yeah, great leadership on your part. No, but <laughs> yeah. there's a story here. Yeah. So tell us about the business in two thousand seven. You were two point eight million. Of uh, what was it? What was the business like? Yeah, two point eight million. Uh, Twenty three employees somewhat diversified but uh almost zero retail installs and service we did uh new construction we did like commercial uh we did about 1.2 million in mobile home installs where we had several mobile home dealers that sold mobile homes and uh we would put the air conditioner on the mobile home when it was sold and that's what i started doing in 1987. so you set a condenser outside a mobile home a condenser line set coil blower thermostat so they'd sell a new mobile home and then you'd go where it was where it was delivered mm-hmm. and you'd you'd get them central air yeah and it and um there was a lot of variables to that some of the mobile homes were you know 10 miles away and some of them were 100 miles away and so it was a lot of windshield time for the installers and you know we'd do two or three per truck a day so in, in you know in the peak times for us we're doing a hundred a month did they buy that did you provide the air conditioner or did they buy the air conditioner you just install it no we provided the equipment okay and the installation okay. and all the materials and the warranty and all right you know so so basically of your 2.8 million dollars back then 1.2 of it was with a dealer or two that were selling mobile homes across northern louisiana yeah. it's probably four or five dealers but we had one big dealer that was about six or seven hundred thousand dollars okay um and um, he was my cash flow account. He paid me every other Friday, on time, no questions asked. And and we had his account for 21 years. Right. So you kind of built your business and and around this this one person. 
this one, these couple people really. Right. You know, from the very beginning, I'd never wanted to have all my eggs in one basket. So, you know, with, when you have cash flow, you can kind of branch out and do other things and try different things. And, and that's what we did and, and it grew. And um, so I think the very first year we, we started in 1987, 1988 was my first full year. I think we did 456,000. Of revenue your first year? Right. And then, you know, we built up to about 2.8 million and uh, 1.2 of that was, you know, three or four or five mobile home dealers. Another million was in new construction, some light commercial work, and um, that's about 2.2 million. And yeah. I, I know my number in 2009, because that's when everything went crazy, it was about 600,000 in, in retail work. So know. that's what you were doing, 600,000. Yeah. But when we joined in October 2007, uh -huh. Nexstar, pretty non-existent. So you were just a, basically a, a commercial contractor doing new construction mm -hmm. and yeah. setting condensers for yeah. a so we got Taylor. a little bit of momentum in 2008 trying to, you know, switch to this Nexstar system. Let's just back up. Why? So you're a construction contractor. Why did you join Nexstar? Because we, we never professed to be a construction organization. Well, that's where I, I felt like we were, I, I don't know, just a gut feeling um, that it seemed like the business was slowing down and the profitability was slowing down. And, and I thought, I, I really felt like internally that we were going to go out of business at some point, even though we were at 2.8 and we seemed to have some cash flow. But my gut was telling me it's not good. Something didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. And so I, and we're struggling like a lot of new construction contractors are that, you know, were, but um, I figured I got to do something. If I don't, I feel like I'm going out of business. But getting into Next Star was considerable commitment, financial commitment. But I thought, if I, if I do do it and we go out of business, at least I could say I swung for the fences. Okay. Right? All right. But if I don't do it and we go out of business, I always have that what if. Yeah, deal. I get it. So we stepped out and made a commitment. And, and it was good. I mean, it, it was a good commitment. We had a little bit of um, momentum in 2008, but we had so much diversity, you really couldn't even tell that the retail stuff was so, ha having an uh, impact on the business. So you had mobile home, you had construction, you had a lot going on. And then, you know, I remember, and I was your business coach back then, mm -hmm. right? And we were, but we weren't that connected when you first joined. Right. Right. And, but I remember I got a phone call from you saying, Jack, I need to talk because something big happened. Yeah. You remember what that big thing was? I do. Tell me, tell, do. tell, tell the listeners what happened. Well, the, the big event or the call, uh, as we talk, as we call it, right. um, was that one mobile home dealer that was six or seven hundred thousand dollars and paid me every other week? He he called um, uh, in the middle of two thousand nine and said, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a change." And it wasn't that you know we weren't servicing him properly or anything, but basically a wholesaler came in and was gonna sell him his equipment, and then the wholesaler had. Uh, uh, kind of a tail truck, uh, tailgate, one truck operation yeah. that they would sub out. So there was no way I could compete with them. And he knew that, and I knew that. And and um, do you remember getting the phone call? Do you remember what you felt like? I did. I, you know, I I served that that account for 21 years, and I served it out of fear. And the fear was, if I ever made him mad, or if I ever made any of his customers mad, then he would quit doing business with us, and I would 
go out of business. Yeah. And so I got that call. The, my worst fear came true. And so I thought, I'm going to go out of business. And um, so... Uh, I, and if it's 2009, the recession's yeah, in full swing. I had a perfect storm. Uh, yeah. Because, and I do believe, uh, you know, uh, there was some divine appointment by joining Nexstar because okay. we joined... You know, at the tail end of 2007, had a little bit of, you know, putting it rubber to the road in 2008. But to, first part of 2009, we hi, we fired our last new construction uh, contractor. So that was about $250,000 out right. the window. Yeah. Then That um, happened before the call. That happened before the call. Yeah. And then also, uh, I had never got this before, but I get a letter in the mail, and it's the IRS. They want to they do a... Um, audit for the first time in 20 years so irs comes in they audit us that's 25 grand right there okay it wasn't that we were doing anything wrong just just cost 25 grand yeah yeah, my accountant's like well i made a few mistakes and so he he absorbed five thousand of that and so we had another twenty thousand dollar commitment um i personally went through a divorce and i had to (laughs) i didn't even know that yeah so i'm not laughing at it but it it sounds like you're laughing at it Well, okay. <laughs> but so Louisiana is a community uh, community property state. Yeah. So, you know, you have to divide up 50-50. So you gave her half the IRS debt? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it doesn't no. work that way. Okay. But um, so, uh, so I, I got hit personally. And then I get the call. This is a great year for you. It's it's perfect storm. Wow. And the recession is happening. Yeah. So, um, but, so I get the call and I, I just... I, I'm like, this is it. This is my worst nightmare. We're going out of business. And at the time, I didn't know you were my coach. I called Jim Hamilton because oh, I, re- okay. I really wasn't connected good no, to Nextstar yet. No, you weren't. And we, did, we were in a structure. We were just kind of ad hoc I want to say there was only like three business coaches at that time. There's, there there might have been three, three or of four. us. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so Jim says, hey, you got a board, uh, uh, like a little whiteboard or something? I'm like, yeah, we got one of those. And he's like, Draw out three days and then start calling. Well, we had no call center. We, we weren't anything like that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know these customers. They're, <laughs> they're, they're new construction customers. They're right. mobile home customers. Right. And they're all new customers. There's not like we have any stuff over ten years old. So we start calling and we start filling up the board. And then I think somehow or another, Jim told me you call Jack because Jack's your coach. And so yeah. I think that's when I called you. Yeah. And um, so uh, I'm praying. I'm like, God, this is it. We're, you, there's, this is the start of a new career, career for me. But um, I had a friend. He said, he said, Leonard, God will make this a seamless transition. And I was like, okay, I got, I got faith for that, but I don't see that happening. You know, it's kind of like part in the Red Sea for me. It's like yeah. it's going to take a miracle to replace fifty or $60,000 worth of cash flow that I get paid every other Friday, you know? Right. But so, I, I still can't tell you how it happened, but it happened seamlessly. Well, to, to your credit, I mean, you did reach out to Jim and then we got connected too, and yeah. and you got very involved and we started doing P&L reviews. I remember we would get on the phone all the time. We did mm-hmm. a budget, I think your first budget ever. I think we, we put that together. I can remember doing a lot of that work. So to your credit, you you dug in there. But you know, what was interesting is, is I wanna talk about the transition you had to go through. 
because to this point, you know, you didn't grow up in a retail business. You grew up in a kind of a low price, do it quick, hustle. You probably, you never saw the end user. In fact, I, I would imagine when your guys were out installing condensers, there was probably no one even around. Right. You know, the house was being placed or put in or whatever they, I don't know how it works, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that. We never had contact with the end user. Probably didn't have uniforms, did you? Uh, no, I, I don't think we did. You know, we, we might have had some t-shirts that said Linair on them or something it's like that. It's not a uniform. <laughs> in Louisiana. In Louisiana, it's a uniform. Right, it's a tuxedo yeah. in Louisiana. but T-shirt and yeah. cut off jeans. That's your uniform. That's so, what you guys had. Yeah. And Crocs. Right. But <laughs> Crocs were around then. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had to make this transition. Yeah. And so the best, I guess, analogy I can come up with is I felt like we were kind of like a merchant marine cargo ship. Yep. And so we basically had a commodity that we took from point A to point B. We'd unload it, install it, but we never came in contact with the end user. So as we started making this transition, we had to take this merchant cargo ship and turn it into a cruise liner to where you had all this contact with the end user. Well, none of my crew was trained. They were trained as merchant mariners, right? Right. Kind of old crusty merchant mariners. And we had to... make that uh, shift while the ship was still at sea. Yeah. We didn't get the benefit of going into dry dock yep. and refitting the ship and everything. Well, what the, the, I think what, 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 I, what I find in this story is you attempted to do this transition. What, you, you didn't say, I got to start with a whole new team. You wanted to keep your team, didn't you? I did. We went from like 23 employees to like 11 in almost a day Okay. in the first part of 2009 yeah so you know we're, we're trying to redo this ship underway but we have 2009 recession so we're not only doing it underway but we're doing it in a storm yeah and that and so we did we pretty much have the same team now that we had then um might have a few less but we i just seen the potential in them and and we just started training and coming to next our meetings and you know we made a lot of mistakes and had some setbacks. What, what, what are some that, that stand out to you? Mistakes? Yeah. A lot of them are my mistakes. Well, that's good. That's okay. You know, and I would go to a meeting and I would get great ideas and I would come back and would implement them for about two weeks. <laughs> until you went back, until you left? Yeah. What? And then, you know, and, you know, I'm thinking these are grown adults, right? Yeah. You know, um, if I tell you, let's do it and we're going to do it this way. You know, I'm thinking you should, I should check in in another year from now, and it should be the exact same way. And so, a lot of the mistakes was I just didn't follow through with implementation, and um, I did get ahead of the curve. I, we had some momentum, and some years we would grow, and I'm like, I have to ride this wave. I don't want to miss it. And I would hire too soon, and some of them wouldn't be right, and you know, and it would cost me some money. Mm-hmm. We tried some different advertising that. Um, cost me some money we were a little ahead of the curve and it didn't work and um you know so well the going back there the, the i think that's interesting what you said is you go to a you because you were a, not an unfamiliar face in next star mm-hmm. you'd, you'd come to business planning workshops you know i'd see you at different events you know i wasn't a, your business coach at all now but I see your name around, right? You were working with good coaches here at Nexstar. Mm-hmm. So you go to an event and you come home with an idea, right? 
and it wouldn't get it wouldn't stick. Why didn't it stick, Len? Tell us about that. What 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 was different? What was missing? Well, it didn't stick. It was me again. Okay. I'm I'm the biggest part of the problem, and and I just wouldn't stay consistent. You know, I, I'd get distracted by by the day-to-day stuff. You know, and when you go from like 2.8 million, and we, we did go back to 1.7 million in 2009, but we kept going backwards until we, as we started kind of culling all this project work and right. everything, we went all the way back to almost a million dollars. So at some point I had to kind of get back in the business. Got it, yeah, you're selling again and yeah, for, was, for the first time maybe. Yeah, yeah. and so, so some of that was by out of necessity. Yeah. And, and so I would get, back in the day-to-day stuff and the next thing I knew, six months had gone by and I hadn't checked back in and I expected the process to still be going and 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 it wouldn't be going, so that would be frustrating and it would set us back and so, you know, 10 years did, later. Did you get discouraged? I did get discouraged. What, what did, can you tell me a moment what happened that you just said, is this, did you ever think this isn't worth it or this is not, I can't do it or did, was there, were there moments like that? Well, I would get discouraged. It, it might sound silly how I got discouraged, but I'd go to the next star meetings, and we, you know, always have you know spotlight and contractors that are just doing wonderful and knocking it out of the park. And I'm thinking, I'm not knocking it out of the park, you know. And two years have gone by, and three years have gone by, and five years have gone by, and I'm like, I'm not knocking it out of the park. There's something I'm missing, you know. So I would be my own worst enemy. Did that that instead of inspiring you, what did that cause you to feel? But I felt like I felt like I didn't kind of fit in, or they they were better than me, or they okay. were smarter, or or again, really, yeah. So you know, our intent for sure when we profile contractors is use it as a source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. This idea of what one man can do, so can another, right? right. Just that whole concept. Yet, yeah. yet, what I'm hearing from you though is is sometimes it it caused a, a self image issue. Almost with yourself, right? Yeah, it, it it did, and it had nothing to do with the way you spotlighted the dealers. It was my own internal, uh, like insecurities or normal. Yeah, you know, you just, just beat yourself up, your own worst enemy. So, what did you think then? That I just can't do it. I'm not good enough. Or? Yeah, I I just felt like, well, maybe that's for them. You know, I kind of was raised that way. There was the haves and the have-nots. And you weren't on the have side of the railroad I was tracks. on the have-not side of the railroad <laughs> Right. And so it stayed in my mind. All, you know, I'm 55 years old now. And, you know, I still struggle sometimes feeling like you're a have-not, you know. And so. That's fascinating. Yeah. How, so how did you, how have you reconciled that? Or how have you, because here you are. You're here, right? You got yeah. your daughter here. Yeah. Talented young lady. Yeah, we're just getting to where we're starting this 10-year program or 10-year plan for me to kind of exit out maybe when I'm around 65 and so next generation is on board and they're coming together and you know I think what it is is like you know like when a person gains weight or mainly when they gain weight they can look at their self in the mirror every single day and they don't realize that they've gained five pounds 10 pounds 20 pounds until they see a picture of their self and then they're like how did that happen that just happens slowly every single day, right? And so, you know, coming here this week and you and I were visiting, I kind of had one of those in the mirror deals where we were talking and so my success happened slowly, but it happened so gradually, I didn't realize I was 
having success, I was continually like beating myself up. I get it now. That's fascinating. Because you're right, you don't notice it every day, right? Right. It's kind of like when your kids are growing up, you know, all of a sudden they're like six foot tall and you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. You know? And so I think there's just this gradual growth and success, you know, that came with it. We still have our struggles and we're still growing. Um, but it happened gradually and I didn't see it until like when you and I talked uh, while I was up here and all of a sudden it's like you kind of just put me in front of the mirror and said, look, this is what you've done, you know, over the last 10 years. So it's good. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, it, I, I can get that it would be, you know, we, we want our members' stories to be inspiring. And, you know, somebody, uh, there's also another saying that say comparison is the, the vampire of joy. No, oh, it's horrible. You know, yeah. and so there's a balance here between um, get using it as a source of inspiration and, and saying, I, if he can do it, I can do it, mm -hmm. you know, versus, you know, he did it, I did, and I'm a loser. Right. Yeah, and I think it's the glass half full and the glass half empty yeah. perspective. Right. Where there could be someone sitting at the same table that I was at at super meeting, and they're like, he did it, I can do it. And I'm sitting next to him, same environment, same hearing the same exact thing, and going, I don't think I can do it. We haven't been able to do it yet, so I don't know that it's it's, it's possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. You know, um, that's interesting because... You know, I, I look at where you are now. So you, when you joined Nextair, you were doing zero retail work, mm -hmm. fully a commercial contractor. Yeah, you didn't you didn't jump out of it one day, but you got to call you lost six hundred thousand of it over a couple months period of time. Mm -hmm. You fired your commercial contractor, so now you got a purely residential service replacement business, right? Doing mm -hmm. one point eight million dollars and growing. You had a nice year last year, mm -hmm. double digit profit, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, doing quite well. And I look at, you know, there's 90,000 contractors in North America and not many of them have that same story. Yeah. You know, there's so many people that just kind of live hand to mouth and, you know, one truck guy, especially, in, I don't know how to say this respectfully, but you're not in a huge metro area either. I mean, Shreveport isn't, not Minneapolis, St. Paul. No, it's not. Right? No, it's not. You know, so I imagine there's a lot of, in Frank's kind words, ignorant contractors running around town. Is that fair? Yeah, and I used to be one. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't you should look back and say you know this yeah. is what i'm capable of yeah um but that's fascinating so let's talk about this you know there was another thing we talked about this week that i want you to share that um there's there's habits that come in from a different time like when you really were had no money low money little money like and last week yeah, like last week. <laughs> but no, seriously, you, you were talking about, um, we used the term kind of a vestige of a prior period. Can right. you share that story and, and kind of how, you, how, I, how we talked about that? Sure. Um, you know, we were talking and I'm trying to compare. The, the, you know, how are my numbers compared to the average Nexstar contractor? And is, do I have as much market share as they have regardless of my, right. you know, market size and you just stop me and you say well why are you doing this and i'm like well uh, i don't know and you said are you trying to make yourself feel good is that why you're doing this and i'm like well to rationalize why you're only 1.8 million versus yeah i'm trying to justify seven million or yeah something. you know yeah. and so we do the ppc and i see the reports and yeah average and median is like six million and four million and i'm like how do we get there you know and so that's what the you know, but I, if you almost be, until you stopped me and kind of called me out on it, um, 
I didn't really realize I was that obsessed with it. But it was, but you know, you and I talked and I think a lot of it came from when we used to do these mobile home dealers. And I'm sure it's like a new construction contractor, but man, they would beat us down. It didn't matter how hard we worked or how great of a service we gave them, or if we're out at nine or 10 o'clock at night, it's some job 70 miles away from our shop trying to get someone cool. It didn't, it never measured up for them. They always beat us down. And I think that's this vestige that you talked about that we, that I still had hanging on me. A little self-esteem thing maybe or something. Yeah, it just beat us down. And, and, um, but then you look through that lens and you don't know you're looking through that lens. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time I got glasses, man, I put the glasses on and everything was so sharp and clear and the colors were wonderful. I didn't know how blurry things were because yeah. that was just the lens that I was looking through. Right. And so when you called me out on this, trying to compare myself, you know, just really trying to work it, up and make it, myself feel worthy of yeah. like, being a next star member, I, I didn't really realize how unfold that wasn't a good it's not a healthy perspective it's not right? a good lens to look through no no i mean you're doing well you're you're growing and mm -hmm. you know that's what's important right not yeah. that you're you know and if i've done my numbers right because we went up we went down went up went up down but the last four or five years we've been growing you yeah. know and so um I, I if i if i did the number right i i believe we've had about 13 percent growth on the average okay. since we joined on the retail time. side uh, yeah yeah and that's all we are now so right yeah on the retail side and so I, i'll take 13 percent growth every year on the average we had a couple years it was like minus 20 percent you know? that's not good but i think yeah. that was some just of the economical environment we were in maybe the political environment well, when you're in. a small company too Lynn, if you lose an installation crew at the wrong time that that can that can do it Right, so you 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 know that's a you're in a volatile state. Yeah. Well, you bring that up, and I lost my install crew in July of this past year. Oh, nice time. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was, you know, we lost them. We had two lead guys. We'd get busy. I'd split them up, and we'd run two crews. And then in the slower times, there'd be just one awesome crew. Well, one left in June, and one left in July. And all I had was service guys. And so I was like, guys, we just got to make this happen. And so July was the best month we've ever had since uh, we joined Nexstar and we didn't have an installation crew. Oh, really? Yes. That had to make you feel, so what could I have done with that? Jeez, that's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, so it was, it was awesome. The guys came together, it was a great team yeah. effort. And um, so I do believe when, you know, a lot of good stuff's been put in place but I take it for granted until it was kind of like we had to perform and then it, it all came together. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of that is just all next star stuff. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done. Well, let's talk about, you know, what I'm seeing right now with you. And let's talk about this, this quarter. In fact, this first part of the year here in mm -hmm. 2019, I remember we had a leadership mastery class and you had two folks from your company mm -hmm. and it, you didn't come, but they did. They right. were there. Yeah. Future leaders in your business. Right. You had uh, your daughter up here, and you're in the back. You know, work doing the class with her on financial management. So you must be in somebody who's working in the office. Mm -hmm. um, some other training you've done. You were in Jacksonville, Florida at some training event, right? Right. I went to Jacksonville, and I did sales training, and I took a CSR to do call center. And then this week also, we have uh, another CSR in Fort Worth 
doing a call center. And um, Samantha's there observing on that. And then we'll be at Leadership Spotlight next week. Yeah. So the, 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 so you're making this big. So let's, let's draw the comparison to, to Lynn in 2009. You're the only person I ever saw. That's right. From Lynn mm-hmm. If I, it was something registered from Lynn Air, it was Lynn mm-hmm. rolling in here and, you know, affable guy. You know, we, we joke, you know. But now we're seeing your team. And what, what impact are you seeing now as you're sending these folks, getting them out of Shreveport, on the road, seeing Paris, as they say. Yeah. How's that going? It's very good. And, 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 and the light bulb's going off for them. You know, they're, they're bought into it. And, um, you know, we, we started doing the, the EOS traction program yeah. after uh-huh. whatever year that was, 2016. San Diego, 2016. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. So, you know, you got to, you know, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity? And right now, the ones that are on the leadership team that we're planning on maybe being the next generation of running the company, they seem to all get it, want it, and have the capacity. And, and they're excited about it. And, th- and I didn't realize how much I was carrying or how much I was trying to push the business until I started getting some of the right people in the right places. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, wow. And it's like, are, you know, it's like carrying a backpack. You don't realize how heavy that backpack is until you take it off. And if you wear that backpack for 10 years, you don't know how to walk without it. And so it's, feel, it's a lot of relief for me. And then they're excited about it. They have a lot more energy than I do, Jack. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, 31 truth be years. told, they're a little younger than you, Lynn. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 31 years. And so, I, you know, I was talking to Lisa earlier. I'm ready for some mailbox money. The next generation needs to get in place. And I'd like to still get a paycheck and okay. not work so much. I got it. So that's the, that's the, that's the plan here. That's a long-term right? plan. Yeah. Maybe 10 years down the line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I get it though. I get it. Yeah. That's that's a nice comparison though. Is that, you know, it. I think I said this on a prior podcast with a, another uh, Mary Jean Anderson. In fact, I said, you know, if you do the same thing for thirty years, how do you not get burned out? Yeah. Right. If you if you operate things the way you operated Lanier in two thousand nine, you know, with you in the same role, the same questions, the same challenges, the same, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're dealing in the same. That's tough, isn't it? I would think that would be really hard to, to not, to, to, to bring the same energy. Well, see, this is a good point because I've, I've told, you know, everybody back home, it's like I fight this battle of, of getting my second wind because I'm feeling the growth and I'm feeling the right people getting in the right place. So you feel a second wind is what you I feel saying. a second wind, but I also fight the battle of being burnt out. And so it's this big, you know, What's the burnout feel? What's that all about? The burnout feeling is I'm just, I'm just exhausted from 31 years of doing the same thing and, and some of the financial struggles and, um, you know, personnel struggles. Do you see though, Lynn, that, that as you develop this team of people around you now, because at 1.8 million, you're still very involved. You have to I be, am, I am, right? Yeah. But as you develop this team of people, it starts to assume some new responsibilities and then you're, you're, you start to decentralize authority isn't that thought inspiring? It's very inspiring. Is, is, does that lighten your backpack? Just the thought that this is what's going on versus, you know, if you thought ahead, let me, let me, let me throw, put the question another way. So you thought ahead two years. And if I said, Lynn, you will be exactly where you are today in two years. That's kind of, 
doesn't feel very good, does it? It doesn't feel good at all. But if I say, but think about two years, you know, you put another million dollars or so mm -hmm. on the top line, you start to got some real managers doing the, you know, getting excited. You know, now you're you're a little bit more of a GM now mm. instead of doing the, you know, telling with the, the installers where they're going that day. It feels different, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And and I'm starting to feel that difference now, which and that's where it it does feel good. It feels that the load is lightened every day. You know, when I go in and I think it's time. I think it's a good yeah. season. It's a good season. You know, the, right to uh, I, I mean, who wants to do this for like 45 years and like be busting it like that, you know, in an exhausting way, Yeah. not a physically exhausting way, but you know, you're in the struggle for, you know, 30, 40 years and it never gets better. It would seem like all my labor was in vain. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, when you, when you leave a place or let's say after 40 years, I'm like, okay, they got it going and I can either sell it or they can keep running it. But it'd be nice to look back and go, you know, all that, all that labor, all those long nights and frustrations and everything, they ha they have some benefit because now a whole another generation. Right. Now they can feed their families. That's right. You know. Yeah. And so, but as you're going through that, you you're just like, I'm ready to quit. You know, yeah. it's, it's exhausting. You know, I remember in my eighth year, I was ready to quit, and my wife at the time, I'm like, I'm done. I can't go no more. And you know, I started when I was 24. I could tell you what a thermostat was and I could tell you what a ceiling grill was, but I didn't have any experience as far as running a business or technical yep. business or anything. And she said, well, let's just give it until um, uh, 10 years. And if it's not even better by 10 years, then we'll, we'll hang it up. And so, you know, it's been a struggle a long time. You know, at 10 years, we were doing yeah. better, but, you know, so it's not like we just started struggling like when we, when we made that transition in 2009. It's a struggle almost from the get-go. Yeah. I was listening to uh, some John Maxwell material, and he said, you know, anything good is always uphill. Mm -hmm. you, you don't fly downhill into success. Mm -hmm. So it is always uphill, right? And yeah. the idea is if the struggle is creating a result, if you're growing through the struggle, if it's, you know, getting to the next level, mm -hmm. then, it's, then it's kind of an inspiring struggle. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Versus just the morass of, the same thing, not feeling like you're making progress. And mm -hmm. I know that feeling you probably had back in 2007, which was, why am I doing all this? I think it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that I'm really building something that's kind of on a foundation of sand where, you know, th that guy in the mobile home park gets a, a better price and it takes it all away from you. Mm -hmm. Versus today, you've got a very wide, diverse customer base. Thousands of customers, cross report, you know, you could lose one and that be not wouldn't be good, but you know you'll live to fight another day. Does that make sense? So you've really, I, I feel like you've got a brand and a foundation as you learn to grow the other leaders in your business. Something exciting is happening there. Yeah, and that's that vestige deal that you know we kind of talked about, where it happens so gradual. But my mindset still sometimes, if I lose that customer, we're going to have some dire consequences uh -huh. or uh -huh. something. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's you know. Your brain is a it's an amazing place, but <laughs> it can be no adult supervision up there though, is there? <laughs> As I say. No, I get it, man. I yeah. get it. So that's part of the burnout view is like just old perspectives. Yeah. Old, old lenses. You're not old, you're fifty five. I'm fifty five. I'm older than you. Jack, I'm too young to be old. Yeah. I'm not I got yeah. a, I got right. a lot of life left in me. You do. And you're having a good time too. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's much better now. Just in the last two or three years it was much better. 
than, than it was. So, well, what I see, can I share some other stuff about you? Sure. So I know you've remarried. It's right? awesome. You know? Yeah. And I remember we were in a, right in after 2007 or 2008, we were talking and you were talking about some goals and you said, I want to remarry someday. Yeah. You even said it then. Yeah. Like, I remember that, whenever that was, you yeah. know? 2010, maybe it was. I had Denise, Denise Swafford was my business coach. And so uh -huh. she came in my shop a couple of times to do the right. planning. And she writes it down on, she knew I was like dating Phyllis. So she puts it on my action item, marry Phyllis this year. And, um, oh, really? yeah. Wow, that's pretty direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's one of those, like, I think ladies like to do that. It's like they want to, like, matchmaker kind of thing. But I ended up marrying her that year. So, and, and Denise was real proud of that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. So you're married, and oh, you're you you're a pilot. You fly for fun. Mm -hmm. You do some stuff there too. Yeah. And right, and you do some. Do you do some uh, kind of charity flights too? I do. Um, you know, it was, I, I I wanted to be a pilot. Like when I was around forty, and the life was just busy and didn't work out. So I got to forty nine years old, and I was like, "Is now or never?" So learning how to fly a plane at forty nine years old. Okay. Maybe not the best idea. I don't know, but, but it worked. But out. you did it. So yeah, I, I do it as a hobby, but I uh, I'm involved with Angel Flights. Okay. Where we uh, transport patients, we provide our plane and our time, our fuel. It doesn't cost the patient anything, and we transport them uh, mainly down to MD Anderson. But they're it, everything kind of funnels in that region, like kind of through Louisiana, is that, is Texas. That like a hospital or something. MD Anderson. Yeah. It's a, ma a main uh, cancer hospital. Okay. Uh, in Houston, so you know, and and that gives you a different perspective. Well. Can I give you a perspective on that? Sure. So you think back to maybe I'm not accomplishing much. I mean, how many contractors get to do that kind of thing? They have a plane, got a pilot's license, get to fly and do some amazingly important work, right? They have a business, they have a life in such a condition that they can do that. Yeah. That's got to feel good. It does. You yeah. know? It, I, don't, I, have that, I don't think about that. Though. I know you don't. I don't. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because it... Again, it's one of those things that kind of happened gradually, and the yeah. next thing you know, you're flying patients, and it just seems like the right thing to do. And yeah, you, it, it doesn't just like another part of your life, and you can take it for granted, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's I, I think you know. Yeah, I think it's easy to do that. And I'll say this also: you are a kind of a local celebrity chef. Is that right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But I'm involved with with a group of guys that we have. Uh, a nonprofit that we raise money for different mission work around the world through uh, some catering events and the and we do have some product that we're trying to go retail with now. So like a fish batter, it's and fish a meal. We actually have we recipe. have a Cajun a Cajun corn dog, which is yeah. probably the only Cajun corn dog on the planet. I've heard of such a thing? Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, we have some good stuff, and uh, so we're involved in doing that that kind of work, yeah. and we're hoping that that takes off. You know, our heart is, we've been all over the world together and we've, we've done construction stuff, you know, projects in different parts of the world. But, you know, our, our desire is just to be able to give back and you know, maybe drill some water wells and yep. buy some shoes and clothes and different kind of things for yeah. less fortunate people. Well, I have heard a great story today, you know, and so on the next time, you know, you're sitting in a class at Nextar, we profile some $30 million company, and you say, oh, geez, why couldn't I get that? Well, you're doing pretty good, Lamb. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, Jack. You're doing a lot. You're accomplishing a lot. And I see the team you're bringing through. They're jacked up about the future in your business, what they're getting to create with your help at Lanier and, uh, you know, to, to create a great life for themselves. So feel good about that, man. Well done. 
Great. Thank you, Jack. Well, well done. And I think that this is a good story. I think it's for, for everybody out there. Sometimes we just look at these big companies and uh, sometimes we need to step back and say, you know, there's there's people that may be not the, at the front of the of the room, but they're still doing some amazing things. And you're one of those people, Len. So well done, man. Thank you. Well done. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a blast. This next star deal is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. And this is the first time I've been to this, the new headquarters and yeah. it's a great facility. And Thank you. And I, I was telling Samantha that back at the office, it's just, I mean, you just get around these guys and yeah, you, it's going to rub off on you. Yeah. You know, so. Well, thank you. So thank uh, you for that. Uh, we appreciate you. A lot ru has rubbed off on me in the last three days. Good right. stuff. The other way too. So yeah. thank you. Right. And we, uh, we sure appreciate safe travels. It looks like you might be a little delayed with your flights with the snow today, but, uh, Thank you for coming, and uh, thank you all for listening to this very special. I've really enjoyed this this latest episode of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester with the now famous Len Coglin, <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. <laughs>